fucking watch some YouTube. So you know how it is. Yeah. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Hello, welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Um, uh, Yusuf will be joining. I mean, us. at this point, you could almost just stop it at our weekly podcast. It, yeah. I mean, we're still all validator teams. That well, I mean, true. we are still validators, yes. But I mean, it would be just as valid if you went a weekly podcast. It is technically, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, whatever. Um, so, and what is an independent validator team? I still don't really know what that is. Well, we're not like Figment or somebody who's like propped up by dead loads of VC money. Ooh, Wait, are you saying there. if I accept VC money, then I have to exit the potto? You know, I mean, well, it, I mean, it means he's definitely banned from saying the second part. I think we need you to take say, the second part off. Yeah, yeah, but but it's kind I'll of line like, through it on the fucking on the. I mean, spreadsheet. I'm still super confused as to how you can even get VC money for being a validator, given that you have nothing. Your company has nothing to sell other than your delegations, which can go up as well as down. Like, do they have a token? They can sell a token. I guess it must be. Like the scam must be that VCs want to invest in validator companies, like big ones, so they can get that validator team a big delegation from a chain that they invest in, and then they're making money at both ends. Even even if the chain goes to zero, they'll make money in the interim. I guess is that so? The scam? Do you think? Do you think then when they're investing in them, they're like like investing in a traditional sense and then taking part of the revenue? I would, I would guess quite, so. yeah. I would be very surprised if those real big validator shops don't have some kind of a revenue share agreement with their investors. But, because, mm, well, yeah. I mean, like you know, point. if they why don't, would they, that's... my big question is why do they why do they need investors? Like why why do they? Is it for runway? Like how you know how many fucking people do they have working for them that they need that much runway? I can certainly see some investors like there's a couple products that I've wanted to build where like I I, it might take me a year to build it right and it would like prop up the validator business. Um, But how does does it in does it enhance like is it going to have a significant return? Is it going to improve your business that much that you're going to have a significant return on on that money? Like if a VC handed me tomorrow $3 million and said, here, make your business better, I'd be like- Angus or dollar reduce. I can't, well, either. It doesn't matter. I It was a made up number, but I mean, I could not extract more value out of my business with an extra $3 million of- Yeah. I like money though. <laughs> of capital. Like, you know, a capital injection for me would do fucking nothing except for like let me be able to sleep at night when I just offload that work to someone else. I wonder what, like, what are the actual stipulations on taking cash, right? Like if they give you $3 million, what's to stop you from being like, and 1 million is being dispersed to me. Can well, you do that? I assume not. Right? No, because it goes to the company, right? It's the, you're not the company. Right. But Companies you, could, yeah, separate you, entity. you could just take a dividend. Yeah. Well, you it's not income either, but like uh, a capital raising is when you sell part of the company and it's not income. Like if you distributed a di- dividend, you would have to distribute it back to oh, the person you get who just invested. Well, wouldn't you? 
Yeah. Good yeah. Point. You could pay yourself director's fees, but you'd have to get, you'd have to take a vote. I mean, if you're like got the biggest share, then you win anyway. So, yeah. So, yes. You could. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, it looks like I get a three million dollar uh, director's fee this year. Wee. And I and I was ninety percent holder, so you know that means I get. <laughs> it does seem a bit weird though. If all you're doing is expanding to expand, you know, it feels like a very very strange reason to raise capital. Really, um, I know some of the and some of the big vowel shops are big, like big, big, big. Like I don't know if I don't. They must have reduced in size. Uh, you know, whatever we are now, 18 months into a bear market. But like Chorus One had like 80 staff or something crazy, like of which like maybe 40 were technical. Jesus. I'm pretty, pretty sure I remember hearing that in Gateway last uh, Gateway Conf last year. And 80 yeah, staff. Yeah. Who was it? Someone the other day told me they had fucking 60 devs. And I was like, are you fucking serious? 60 devs. 60 devs in which country? Oh, well, I think it was India, but. Right, it's, well, it's, it's like that's a lot. Sixty devs in the valley, isn't it? That's or a fucking lot of mouths to feed, though. I mean, oh, they're yeah. probably just as effective. Like whether you're in the valley or India, it doesn't really matter as long as you can do the the typing right. As long as you hit the right buttons, a little reductive. <laughs> uh, I I will just I will I would just say this is no shade on the developers themselves, but the process is almost always broken for. Uh, either near or far shore outsourcing, and uh, I make quite a bit of consultancy dollary do every year by going into organisations, doing an audit, and discovering that the problem is the it, essentially that it's not even about quality of developers. It's just about if you have people around the same desk, virtual or real, in the same country in the same time zone, productivity is higher. I've never seen a situation where that wasn't the case, um, and your management team is usually in. Well, obviously there are a lot of like you know Korean, Japanese, etc. startups. So not in in this space anyway. So it's not just um, you know Europe, America, Oceania, etc. But there is an element of of that. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, ben Davis says uh, you could get into the active set on something profitable. I mean, yes, but then you would also have to hold that risk of the particular um, <clears throat> coin. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe that's it, it again. Like, if you're, there are some chains that are, are, are totally big balls where there's loads of investor uh, money sloshing around, and how you get in is by having the same investors. I mean, look at yeah, DYDX is like that, right? They have the forty-one percent central. Oh yeah, like I, I could spend three million dollars on DYDX coin, but then I would have spent three million dollars on DYDX coin. And oh, no, 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 that's what I mean. Back. The investors, the investors have three million dollars worth of DYDX coin. They stake it to your validator. Yeah, but that's not the same as investing in your company. Well, it kind of is. Like it means that you're in the set on a bunch of chains and you have a very stable delegation. Yeah, but that's that's a partnership. That's not a direct um No, no, but what I mean is they also invest in your companies. They give you money to hire people and then they go invest in DYDX. They get a bunch of tokens, they stay well, with like you and then they also say to the DYDX Foundation or whoever, like I mean, it could be anything. There isn't one. That they, just go, they just go yo hey you guys also give a delegation to our boys here because we also invest in them and then you know the whole fucking um you know the whole thing continues that's been really really interesting actually with the dydx chain is the the foundation doesn't do any like delegation of any kind there is like no big um you know 
foundation or DAO or anything that does any of that. They just like they got tokens. They just don't use them for staking. So that'll be interesting. I mean, I would have thought as the DAO they would want to use their treasury to like gain a stable <clears throat> a stable income for the DAO, but maybe that's later on they'll think about that. Um, I mean, is it just that for a lot of these? these orgs once they've once they've listed on an exchange and they can start liquidating eh, yolo yeah but i mean then you have then you diminish your capital whereas if you had a stake um you'd be earning some of those trading fees um even if you just staked enough to get the amount that you need to cover off your um operating expenses at least then you're not diminishing the capital of a dow uh, or even if you wanted to build a war chest so you could actually you know, if something happened and you needed to bring on 10 more devs for six months, you could um, without having to liquidate your capital. More typing required, you mean? Yeah, if you needed more typists. <laughs> you just need more, more fucking typing. Uh, so cause less harm in the chat was uh, just reflecting with amusement on the fact that for now, developers equals typing. That's, that's Well, I mean, that's that is what they do. They type. Is- I wish I had prepared in advance the, the clip from Garth Marenghi where he's talking about writing horror novels and he says, I just hit the keys and the letters come out, getting them in the right order. That's the difficult bit. That's the key. That's the key. <laughs> I was like, that, that is so relatable to so many things in life. Cause Less Harm also says that uh, most VCs have terms on how the capital is used uh okay yeah. well that makes more sense he obviously knows more than us yeah maybe maybe, well, maybe like the, listen, I'm should be happy <laughs> i think the last startup i worked for it was like very explicitly um they raised no like, lambos no yeah. subway well i think that from memory like the what's it called the founders like the cto and ceo basically or coo uh, whatever you know all these c's um what uh, they they didn't um they, they, I, I think they basically had to take take minimum wage during the period, the runoff period of the investment, like the two years that they were given runway for, and uh, and the money like was stipulated to be for like hiring, hiring devs, hiring devs, hiring a sales team. Um, that was like the condition of getting the the, the fundraise. So, as a director, I am on minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, but that's for tax efficiency because you've got you know. Have you uh, sorted out your accountants yet? Found new oh, ones? Fuck yeah, I've had that sorted for years now. I just did my tax the other day. It took two days. Oh. I mean, it's easy to do your taxes when you're not making money, isn't it? I've noticed that. <laughs> we, <laughs> last financial year, we got money back from the, from the government. We just did it the other day, and I got money back from the government. Can you believe it? We have like... Wow. Uh, we we got that um, during one of the VAT periods because of the amount we spent on AWS. Like we oh, made so, we, no, we so, spent so much money, like with sales tax on AWS services, that it was like we did the maths of everything that we owed for VAT for sales. It wasn't very much. And they're like, "Well, we owe you quite a bit of money because you guys have spunked it all on on EKS clusters." We get the same thing every. Uh, well, every month we get money back from, we call it GST, but it's similar, VAT. Um, 
because all of our costs in Australia, we, we deal with all mostly Australian companies and most of the overseas companies charge us GST as well, um, the bigger, bigger companies. Um, but none of the income we make has GST. So because they're all overseas companies, we don't, we don't, we can't charge GST to overseas companies. So basically every month we get all of our GST back, but don't pay any because we're not charging any. We, one of the things that really uh, caused us problems back in the day with like the name service and whatnot was that if you sell NFTs, um, you have to charge sales tax um, and you have to establish uh, technically like what country. So if you know they're not in a country where you have to charge sales tax, you don't have to charge sales tax. But if you don't know, because for example, you're on a blockchain, you um, and it's just loads of nons with wallets, you have to basically do a best a best estimate. And they're quite on it about this stuff. So in the end, we basically just had to say, like, we honestly don't know, except that the vast majority is not in the UK. So we're just going to have to write in the larger percentage of it. I can't remember what percentage. It was high. As is, just being, we assume it's from Ireland. So like our sales return is like, in absence of any other evidence, we sell a lot of NFTs in Ireland and therefore have to pay sales tax. Um, because you know, it's better to like it's better to overpay than it is to get caught with your pants down. But it, you know, it was like it, it's like twenty percent of every sale, right? Um, so you're like, hey, I'm still I'm stuck. Did you say that you have to pay sales tax? We have to charge sales tax on an NFT. Yep. How so do they? Ev- so so this is the thing, like, which was quite funny. Like, you know, when we did the name service thing, they were like any number of DJs coming up um, in the chat being like, yeah, you guys are like printing millions of dollars, blah, 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 blah. And also it was nowhere near that amount, but the, it was like, no, no, it was the first of all, we're not printing anywhere near that amount. But also second of all, uh, straight off the bat, 20% of every sale is going to the government. And also, and I think this is something that people weren't necessarily aware of, but I think especially at that point, it probably drove some of the price action with Juno uh, to a lesser or greater extent because it was so early in the chain, but 25% of every sale was burnt uh, of the Juno paid. So <clears throat> there was, at least in the first few days, there, there were a lot of mints, right? Um, I actually don't know, maybe a couple of thousand, something like that, but that was like a non-trivial amount of Juno, right? Um, but like a huge, well, a huge proportion, like a quarter of it, got burnt or whatever. Was either a quarter or a third? I can't remember. Wait, why did it get burnt? Um, because in hindsight, right, should have just not done that and just pocketed the cash as a business, right? Because why not? But at the time, because obviously working very, very closely with like the core team and whatnot, it was like, well, this is kind of giving something back to early stakers because it's going to move. If the project's successful, it's going to move the price. Right. Um, which, and you can never know like whether it did have an impact or not. Like it was very early in the chain, but maybe it did. Um, hard to say. Okay. So whenever, so part of the contract was 25% of all Juno went into like the staking, uh, module. Is that what you're saying? No, no. So this was the smart contracts for the name service. Like when you minted an NFT, it just burnt part of the fee. 
straight oh, up. Okay, okay so, so you meant it literally. Okay, got it. Literally I thought you were being figurative and hyperbole, which I'm all about hyperbole. I will stand behind like the fish getting bigger every story. Yeah. But no, you were being literal. Okay, got it. Yeah, no, so, very literal. So were you were you having to pay tax on that twenty five percent that was getting burned? No. So we were paying tax on the seventy five percent that remained. So we paid twenty percent tax on that and then nineteen percent corporation tax uh on top oh, of that. Joy. So, Is that not the pre twenty percent amount or the post twenty percent amount? Uh pre sales tax or post sales tax? Post sales tax. Yeah. So you calculate it at the end of the year, your corporation tax. So um, all up about thirty-three percent. Yeah. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So yeah, so straight off the bat, it would have been like twenty-five percent of the original number and then thirty-three percent of the remaining number. So whatever that is to some math minorts, but I, I would guess all up about forty percent, maybe more, of the mint cost evaporated into the ether somewhere. Um but uh the moral of that story, by the way, for business people listening to the podcast is uh, you know, burning tokens is cool, but putting tokens on your balance sheet might be a smarter bet. Also, don't cave to community pressure and restake loads of the income because <laughs> this was this was long before we had any decent accountancy on this. So what we didn't realize, and I've I've mentioned this before on the pod is that like the second you receive it, you pay tax on it at that price. So we had a huge tax bill for Juno at peak because that was around when the thing was launched. And then by the time we actually did anything with the tokens, restaked them or sold them, uh, it was just like it was a, it was it was a massive pain in terms of the accounting. And we also like we restaked a lot and then had to pay. We were like restaking X amount. We were paying the tax on double that. And of course, all those tokens are worthless now. So um, yeah. <laughs> Lesson learned, right? And don't forget, dear listeners, that validators are the biggest degens. So, yeah, it's true. It is. To be fair, that is actually the other lesson: is that is that validators masquerade as businesses, but in fact, you. I've noticed that sometimes you know when you go to like a, a tech meetup of some kind where it's like not really Web three, and you may you meet the odd other founder, right? And we all, I certainly think of my risk tolerance as relatively low for this space. And then you talk to somebody who doesn't work in the space and you're like, oh yeah, no, we're all GDNs. We're complete and utter DGENs. Um, hey, Uncle hey. Dad. Hey. What's up? Ooh, you, you get those cigarettes? Are your microphones lower or is yours high? Does that look good? I think it's just good diction, probably. Good what? Yeah. Not a dick, dick, dick. I need a, I need a mic that filters out mumbling. Um, <laughs> Mine or yours? This is our all of What does cause less harm do? Be- well, don't dox him, but is he a dev? Seems butthurt by my typist content. He just said he's not a dev, so I would guess not. No, he's he not a typist. He said, forgive the spelling mistakes, period. Not a dev. Yeah, so it, we're, he's, we're several he's levels continually carrying on the joke. Of I said that devs are typists. Words are hard on the internet. So he's saying he's not a dev. He's not a typist. That's why he's ah, spelling okay. shit. Got it. All right. <laughs> this is this is a deep deep plot. So I like from deep what state. I what I take from that is that he's butthurt. So potentially yeah. a dev. I don't know. We'll find out. Anyway, we're 
busy. I, busy I don't mean any. I meant nothing about my typist comment. All right, it's just what came out. It's just what happened. So, who wants to do draw two of the week? Oh, Uncle Dad, he's late. I'll take it. Okay, you ready? Yeah, what are we doing about there. It's kind of late after I said that. Tough guy. You, you got to take into account the delay. Yeah, I know. Left yeah. and left and right, left or right? Uh, left halfway. This one genuinely is the most nonsense clone on both pages. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you going in on me? Am I being gone in upon just for posting my time-tested opinions about girls holding forks incorrectly? I can pick them. What, what category was this? Tough guys. <laughs> what category? Okay. <laughs> just, so this is actually a very good page. I'm just going to read a couple more from the page. Just going to break the format a little bit to, to show you how you managed to uh, Hang on. It, was that last one constituted as a very good one as well? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the one below it says, go ahead, keep screaming, shut the fuck up at me. It only makes my opinions worse. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. A man does a wheelie past you on a motorcycle. The back of his jacket says, take down the fucking posts. There's a lot of good ones here. So Everyone loves dank woolies is the thing. Like anytime you see a squid going down the road, you just know something good's going to happen. I love the name of honor more than I fear death. Me to my boss after he found a picture of me with a big shit stain on my sweatpants. There's some good ones on there. Anyway, I've taken my shirt off over 10 million times. Right. <laughs> I feel like you could uh, just sit there and read that book one after the like, just... You know, it used enjoy. to be it used to be in our bathroom and it was I was told to take it away because it was distracting. We also had a copy of um, a couple of copies of a very niche publication for, for all the Glaswegians out there called The Digger, which is essentially like uh it's like a totally insane fuck, how would you even describe the digger? It's kind of like court transcripts from the Glaswegian organized crime underworld, but it's like written by presumably one guy who's like a hysterical kind of moralist but also kind of morbidly obsessed with the organized crime. Like, so it's all done in publisher, uh, Microsoft publisher. And the template is so lazily done that sometimes the words just go off one page and onto the next page and just go straight into the title on the next page and then just continue. Like it's really poorly done, but uh, it, it's just this kind of hysterical stream of thought about everything that's happened in criminality in Glasgow with like a really intense energy but also like everybody in the criminal underworld reads it because they get kind of shout outs for their infamy. But the tone of it is like, we should fucking shootings too good for these people. Um, it's, it's just like one of the most insane things that you will ever see in your life. And the best bit is there's a letters page right at the back. Right. And people write in, in Glasgow dialect, like, to, to threaten each other and shit. They like read something in the digger and they're just like, oh, fucking, you said this about me. I'm going to come around your house. I'm going to kill you. And there's there's a, a statement at the bottom of the page where it says like, if you're going to submit anything to the digger, you have to provide your full name and like a contact number so that if other people are slandered, they could respond to you with legal action. <laughs> and it's just all of these like absolute nut jobs, like just threatening each other on the back page, but like in full eye dialect. So just like completely dense and incomprehensible. It's amazing. Um, and also kind of disturbing, but also amazing. Um, it's a, it's an acquired taste to the point that I've been thrown out of a news agent in Glasgow for asking for a copy of the digger. I was like, can I get 
a four pack and a copy of the digger and they're like it's not that kind of fucking place get out i was like okay, yep. okay. what i miss nothing <laughs> okay cool i, I, I called <laughs> devs typists <laughs> yeah um i i have food poisoning so i've i've in a terrible state we're already like we're what four days or something away from the end of the apto stress net which has been really really stressful and then also getting this level of ill i mean i think i can summarize my current mood as this action please <laughs> classic <laughs> classic drunk drunk tired elderly uh, Wilson wells that's where that's where i am right now uh, when did you queue up all of these uh, little video snippets <laughs> he's laying in bed i just no, I haven't. You know, it's, yeah, today's been bad. Today's been bad. <laughs> the uh, what's the what's Ken Brock's old um, YouTube thing? The uh, Hoonigan Hoonigans Hoonigan Hoonigan Yeah, they do that in their videos all the time. They have like these little snippets of like you know Aww. old TV shows and stuff. I reckon the would be a great editor for them. I I don't know <laughs> if this Aptos thing is actually going to end on time. I, oh, I, good. I, I need I to do something. Edit, edit. I have, a feeling, <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to go into extra innings, into extra time. I'm not too say. heartbroken because I just paid all the bills uh, like two days ago. So I was just kind of fuming that there was going to be a month of the machines doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, it can go towards like December 10th or so. I have and one, I'll be totally satisfied. I have one ending on the 18th on Saturday. So I'm trying to think if I can... That's that's when it gets shut off on the end of the 18th. I, mean, I was like, well, are we done by Saturday, maybe? I don't know. If it's one of the VFNs, you can just let it fail because they're failing anyway. No, right? it's a it's a validator. Oh, it's a validator. No. Our VFNs have just been total, total trash. Yeah, I, it's well, I think that's VN, VFN. That's val, it's validator full node. So it's the full node, not the validator. But I think it's the validator full node, I guess, code within that structure that's I think they're looking at. So yeah. Well, I mean, it's been, it's been the hard brutal. disks were like red hot as well. Like when we, yeah, when we looked at yeah. them, like 60, one of them was like, one of the sensors was like 60 degrees. The other was 79. And I was, I was doing something else. And then I actually had the one validator that actually has done great during this sustained 25,000 TPS for 28 straight hours test. They just finished up. Uh, it just stopped. Literally. It just like, it just, <laughs> it load went down to three. And then it went, huh. it did that same thing that like the Orson Welles thing. And then it just, huh. I'm going to head out. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to head out. I don't get head out. So, and what I, what I was on three calls while it was happening, but I guess what it, there's a, there's some sort of LVM bug that I guess, or uh, MD, uh, the MD array, array bug that, that I think for some reason, after a huge sustained load and you, that sounds filthy, but after a huge load, and then after it, I guess the M, I guess the raid tries to catch up or something, and it goes into a hard deadlock. And so Aptos would be stuck to one core. Everything would take forever to write, and the only way to really get out of it for me was to reboot it. And it happened to, to somebody else we work with in the testnet on the same architecture during this during like the preview piece of it, and it just it, it like literally the thing was like dead. And then I it, I was trying to figure out the hell's going on, and it took like a couple minutes to figure that, and finally I just rebooted the damn thing after like half an hour. And then it's back and it's fine. So it's a really weird, it's some, so anyway, like I get rid of these MD arrays, I think on these, on these things, but not for the stress net, maybe next time. I mean, I think our learning is basically just massively to overspec both on disk size and on RAM, because as soon we're doing fine to 13 K TPS, 15 K TPS. And then in the validator, in the, in the VFN, 
VFNs. Oh, the VFN, I don't know. I, I don't think that's. VFNs, I don't think that's a fair. Yeah, I don't think it's a fair thing right now because I think the VFNs are yeah. are really they're kind of fucked, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Both of ours bagged out, and then and then the one validator I had, which was doing well, I had pruning off, and so the disk filled up, and I was waiting until like last possible minute, and then I finally had to kill it and try to have it state sync up, and it and you can't state sync under load in this network it doesn't yeah. work. And so that thing basically was out for 24 hours out of that. But my other one was doing great. Didn't drop a single one. It was just cranking. We had Until one of today, it just gave up. It shot the bed. Like, literally, yeah, it filled. Even though pruning should have kicked in, it just filled the whole of a terabyte disk and then just shot the bed. That's and, weird. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, and I was looking at the configuration. It was like, <clears throat> there was nothing that should have allowed it to get that big. Yeah. But I think there must have been something to do with so the memory was like maxed like the ram was totally maxed so even though there was i don't know there was like fuck all swap configured like 32 meg or something like some tiny amount mm-hmm. there's there's got to be something happening there with spilling to disk or something because i just don't have a smoking gun for why the disk would fill up like that because it was it was like it wouldn't be swap what yeah. It wouldn't be swapping in that situation. So no, I don't know no, what exactly. that would be. But somehow the disk just filled up to like 98%. And then the RAM utilization was like, yeah, like 100%. Hmm. And it was completely locked up. Like, you know, one of those, you know, when you know something's in trouble, when the monitoring drops off and you go check it out and then you SSH on and it takes ages to connect. And then you connect. And when you type, there's like a big gap. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what happened with this one. Yeah. You're You're like, like, that's not good. Okay. Something bad has happened. (laughs) Let's open HTOP and then HTOP takes like eight minutes to load. And you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, bad things are happening. Yeah. It's like kind of go, it's like an old, like one of those teen slasher films when you enter the the house and there's blood everywhere. You're just like, oh dear, here we go again. (laughs) Yep. Oh. So I'm hoping we get a new version here, maybe tonight, I heard, or tomorrow or something. And I think they're going to, they'll push through. I'm, I don't know. Like to our point before, whether it's going to end on Friday, I'm not really sure. But if they keep that timeline, I think that would be great um, yeah. to hold on to to, to Friday because I have some machines ending Saturday just by luck. But I think I think ours end tomorrow, unfortunately. So we're going to have to renew for another month. <laughs> yeah, re up. <laughs> yeah, and and, and yep. to be fair, and they've not been well. Well, the epics have been really good. The seven nine fifties have been trash. So. Well, I think again, I think that might be more related to the VFN than. Than the actual, because I, because uh, somebody at our friend of the show um, at Republic, um, he's running one of his validators is on a 7950X, and that thing does great, kicks ass, like does a really good job, actually yeah, better than, than Republic. They uh, are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, one of one of his two is on a 7950 because it passed, so he's like, well, let's give it a shot because because then he has an, the same thing I had, which is that 90, that big dog that we were talking about last week, uh, and that thing is done really i mean it's not okay but it's done pretty poorly up until this last build like it it is not executing the way that like it's not executing the way that it should uh based on what's going on which i, I assume is software right like i'm not really yeah. 7950 you'd have a way way faster clock speed there right no actually not that much more than these it does it is it's like four four one versus three eight or something like that it's not as big as you think no, it's not, yeah it's not as well what is yeah. it boost up to though is it like uh, I think this one boosts up to. Uh, I'll look. But I, think it's like, I would have thought it'd be up like 4,800. I can look really quick. Gigs around there. I know this I think, is hugely the, exciting topics. The other, the other thing that several people said was 
people who are racking their own nodes rather than relying on a third-party provider were saying that the um, the cooling was also a big big issue. And yeah, so like obviously- sustained load. Yeah. yeah, we've we've just you know purchased them straight off the shelf from uh, you know data center provider, and so I don't know what their setup for cooling is. But you know, back to the some the of our data centers lunch. are doing all kinds of water cooling shit now. Yeah, well, it's back to like the sensors when we looked at the sensors on the box. You know, fine, you don't know how accurate they are, but the fact that some of it's over 60, 70 degrees, and that's not <laughs> SSDs are always cooking <laughs> well sure well no not the the validators weren't <laughs> the the fucking vfns were the validators were chilling but yeah the, it wasn't VFN, i mean even VFNs even i mean it was fine. only like a couple hundred meg right per second like it wasn't i mean it's a lot i mean in the old days it's a lot but like compared to what these things can do it's really 70 plus degrees that is warm yeah like, but on an nvme it's warm yeah but yeah. the other thing, like I mean, some of those, you can just like I do that, and I've done that in situations where you just go into like LM sensors and just force all the fans to 100. Like don't even don't even let the temperature sensors work. Just fucking jack them all up, like jack every fan to 100 and just force it. Yeah, like no um, fan curve. Just yeah, just, just just force them all to 100 at, at, at all times. Like there, there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes what you actually get is you get those fan curves. Like you might be on an edge where like the fans are constantly ramping up and ramping down, and so you have this like wave that's going on with like within NVMe spec like temperatures and things like that. And sometimes you just want to force it to 100 because you get more airflow, and you know just kind of keep it. Doesn't matter. It's not. It's not. You're not listening to it. I was gonna say, especially like on other people's hardware, that's not a bad. Who gives a shit? Yeah, especially for something like this, it's for a it's couple like, months. Well, we just, just had to pay you for fans. another month as well when yeah. we only really need it for one more day. So, out of pure spite, I'm going to wreck fucking wreck this server <laughs> so to answer your question on on boost no this is a this epic is a 3264 with a base of 3.9 and a max boost of 4.3 and the 7950x 3d is a 1632 with a base of 4.2 with a with a boost up to 5.7 so that's a pretty big difference within there but also i mean pci lanes and and all that kind of stuff is vastly different the size of the l2 cache and like like that you makes a difference, but but again, you don't need that, shit. You don't need shitloads of PCIe lanes. Like you're only running you a few SSDs. So you don't. Well, we're on five, but yeah, it's, even with that, it's only one sixteen. It's one. Well, I guess it's one sixteen plus a little bit more. But yeah, it's not much. Have you have you seen the uh, the new uh, fourth gen Epic the uh, Bagamo Bagamo uh, thing? It's got one hundred and twenty eight cores. <laughs> That is 200. that's the same one as that's still ninety nine X, right? That's the same yeah, series as this. Yeah. 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 The bigger one that we, Yeah, the, the one that the other one that we run is that ninety four seventy four, which is six which is uh forty eight ninety six. But those are the Fs, which are like the really high clock speed ones. The other ones are those other ones are just they're not like good for this type stuff, right? No, nah, they're they're like three three gigahertz. But yeah. Two hundred and fifty six cores though. Like I know. that's uh yeah. That's like a like it's a, a vSphere machine. You eat your fucking dinner on it too. It's yeah. like huge. <laughs> but if you're running like vSphere or something like that, where you have like you know a shitload of nodes that are running and sharing time and all that kind of stuff, that would do really well. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a, anyway. So imagine a dual CPU on those bad boys. But this this te- I mean the Stressnet to its I guess it ran for what uh, twenty five thousand sustained TPS right 24 25 somewhere in there I for think, what for like 30 hours 28 30 hours. hours i think they yeah. said it it pumped in 2 billion transactions yeah 2 billion transactions is over 24 hours or whatever which is pretty cool yeah. that's yeah i mean and that was okay. with 
That was with we, like twenty five percent of the network offline as well. Yeah, it was down to seventy. I think I, the lowest I saw was like seventy two or something like that. It was Two like, billion sins. Woo. They, I think I don't know if they were all. Were they all sins? I thought it, I thought it was pretty simple transactions though, wasn't it? I don't think it was like. I think there were some NFT mints and things. Yeah, I don't remember what I don't remember what Alden's or what they said Alden said about the the transaction mix, but we did see like our, our I I we had about I think fifty or they were sustaining about fifty or sixty requests a second on our VFNs. Um, so I guess at twenty thousand, they're sending. I guess they must have been dis- distributing that out to a ton of nodes to to add it in. What's the uh, what's the data growth on something like that? It prunes pretty hard. So I think the pruning on this is was it. 300 million versions what was that guys do you know i, think I remember what it was like, yeah. 300 million versions uh i think the i think the disk utilization on the val never got over about 300 gig yeah oh, it okay. prunes pretty it pre- yeah, so it prunes and it, it's continuously pruning right so every time like if you're getting twenty thousand transactions a second i think it's pruning that in the back end too which was some of the issues i think they were showing on the vfn or on the on the full node is is it wasn't pruning fast enough for the number of pruners and and then this version also they move from like straight file based storage to RocksDB and sharded RocksDB. So there's like 16 separate RocksDB databases for each of these different data stores, and they they open them all up. And so there's like a so if you actually look at the number of concurrent writes and the processes that are writing, it's a really long process list um, because it's writing like concurrently to all these different shards, and then also pruning across those shards as well. They really are just pushing the limits of something nobody needs, right? Yeah, well, the interesting thing is that they got to like what eighteen thousand in the last one, and so there's a lot of code changes required to add that additional four, Seven. four, five k, maybe six k extra transactions, which we've got twenty four k was peak. Like it's a huge amount of work to have added that additional TPS, and still a lot of things have fallen over. You know? Yeah, I show twenty seven thousand as peak. That's pretty good. That's pretty decent. Even if even if they are sends and like you know and some mints and those types of things, like that's per second. That's a lot of that's a lot of DeFi. I mean, <laughs> whenever the Celestia Osmosis thing was happening, they peaked at like twelve transactions per second. So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Osmosis was totally brought to its knees with that. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, these are real transactions. Like it's not like that bullshit stuff that you saw on the Sui side with their saying they hit 600,000 or whatever the hell it was. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big number. And like, and like these things were humming, like it was, they were doing pretty good too, but. Well, 600 K is the, is the number in the original narwhal paper, isn't it? The narwhal tusk paper. So right. we mentioned it on the photo last week, but that's, that's probably psychologically why Siri felt comfortable bullshitting their way to 600 K because it might in, have been a hundred k now that I'm thinking. In, about in it. a very, very limited sense, that has already been benchmarked in a kind of lab setting, um, but not in a production setting, I suppose. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. Hey, hey Noel, to celebrate your uh, lack of alcohol, I went out and picked up some specific. Oh, Penfolds, baby! Uh, oh, no. is that Kinunger Hill? It is. Yeah, <laughs> absolute swill. I hate Shiraz too, but I bought it just for you. I saw it on the shelf. I was like, oh, look at, I mean, it had such a goofy name. I'm like, look at the Kununununununus in here. And I was like, oh, I'm getting it just for you. Get angry. Mm-hmm. I, I what literally. I've called it a Chuzz It's a $15 fucking podcast joke. 
expensive. I only drink Shiraz, man. It's the best Do you? shit. Yeah. Don't drink anything else. Australian Shiraz is not bad. Shiraz? Shiraz? Shiraz. Is that how you're supposed to say it? That's how we say it. Shiraz. <laughs> that it is. Up Shiraz. Um, well, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing in my stable. It's beer, whiskey, and Shiraz. <laughs> Pussy. The trifactor of gout. <laughs> you just need some statin in there. What was that? Trifactor of gout. <laughs> I knew a yeah, guy. I, I knew I a guy that like was a housemate of a friend of mine, and he uh, he was a bit of a, a useless bloke, uh, kind of living off mummy and daddy, and uh, you know, just like you know, one of those people that's like, yeah, people need to get a job and stuff. And it was like, yeah, what do you do, man? It's like, oh, I trade antiques, and it was like do you now uh, and you live in the center of london and you're like 23 and you trade antiques so in other words mummy and daddy are propping up the party um that guy completely un- this will not surprise anybody that's had even that slight bit of intro that guy got gout <laughs> <laughs> um one of my uh, favorite stories was that he he bought he bought a uh, like some fancy like bavarian cigarette case silver cigarette case or something to resell because he's like oh shit this is super cheap for what it is like even just the silver cost it's massively cheaper than it should be it's collection only in like okay a city in bavaria i don't know my german geography ain't so hot so he got an easy jet flight over there went and picked it up brought it home and then was just like yeah it's just kind of cool i'm gonna keep it <laughs> oh, that's not really good business sense yeah, exactly. When validators are calling your business sense bad, that's when you know. <laughs> that's bad news. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I guess you have a point. Um, on something like a little bit uh, off off the, off topic, um, any of you boys a uh, OmniFlix validator? Both of you? Both of you boys? Uh, I'm, just, I'm not even, I'm not even talking to the fray. Yep. He only validates one network. Why? Mm-hmm. Anything like strike you as a little bit fucking suspect last night with that um with the halt height upgrade? Yeah. I mean that was some shit. As, but as soon as they hit the the halt height, people were like upgraded. I I can't type and my fucking compiler is not that quick. Like I I had pre-compiled my thing before the upgrade height, but someone typed in there upgraded literally within five seconds of the halt height. What's your point? How is that possible? <laughs> also, the network was running again in like no seconds. Did it even it, stop? It did stop. It because I got I didn't even I didn't even see that notification. So I, I didn't see it until after I think it halted is really how I got notified about it. Um but I was sitting here and it went like right away. And as soon as I as soon as I actually ran that, it started right away. It must have only been down like five minutes, right? Which no, is it was like less than a minute. No, it was Oh, well, I didn't even know, actually, because as soon as mine was starting, I was seeing blocks, so I actually thought that I might have pushed it over. Well, no, it, I, well, it was going when, as soon as I restarted my nodes, so I, I had pre-compiled, right? So I I watched my log. Mm-hmm. I saw the, the halt. You right? watched your log? I watched my log. <laughs> I, I stopped I stopped the, um, the system D, uh-huh. and then I, like, pasted the copy command that I'd pre-copied. Right, and then yes. I started it again, and the network was running. After yeah, it's my a little shady, started. right? So I'm thinking that it could have been a like upgrade in place thing. I don't think it was state breaking because I think 
all those other nodes that didn't upgrade were still running. So maybe that maybe so in that case, there the halt height wasn't really a halt height, right? Because not enough people. Because I didn't even see the notification. Yeah, like, it was very short, was, right? I don't think it was a state breaking thing. I think it must not have been because otherwise it wouldn't have it wouldn't have started that quickly. Like it, it would have been impossible for sixty seven percent on any network that would have happened within that short of a time, right? On a state statement yeah. change on a manual halt height non governance. Yeah, based. like a manual halt height. You'd, always a you'd expect it to take like an six hour. hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking to myself like how how you could do it without having to wake up and get out of bed. And I came up with this process of um, how, how was it? So you stop your node, you copy the existing binary into a different place, not in your, your go bin or whatever, or you can leave it in probably in your go bin. You compile the new uh, node mm-hmm. in just into the build directory, like without installing it. Yeah. Copy that across into the Cosmovisor directory where it needs to be. Oh, hey. <laughs> and and then manually start it your node right so in this yeah. in this case uh omniflex hub d start with the halt height flag and then the or operator the to the double pipe to then start the system d i think that'd work so it would exit with a code one once it hits the halt height and then it would hit your system D start again, which would pick up the new binary. Yeah, you, you, could, work? you could replace, I mean, you could replace the binary in place, even in the Cosmo visor directory, and it would replace the running binary. The running binary is. You can't replace the running binary in Cosmo visor. Sure, you, you can. Well, of you, course you, you can. You have to force it. So, I mean, you know, when you do a normal copy, yeah, it doesn't CP F. Like you can force replace that binary. It doesn't yeah. replace the, the running actual binary. Like like the processes continue to run, right? Yeah. If it goes back to the binary for something, maybe it fucks up. But I've, we've done this before in other, for some other reason. And then when that thing re- when that process restarts, it would it would use the new one. Um, yeah, but you you need to be able to set a hold height that's not in your for sure. Yeah, and Gandhi so, says I don't matter our manage. Godzi from the comment says, I don't manage our Omniflix node, but it sounds like this might be a case of restart always flag on the on the unifile. That's another issue too, because like manual halt heights doesn't do anything. It just kills the binary, but usually system D fires it right back up. And so it, you end up moving past. We had that issue like every time, right? Because people just move right past it. And so yeah, if it, there's it enough pushed, there, it just moves right past the halt height. Party. Well, it actually pushes no. through the halt height. Like when, yeah, it would just keep it, going. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it doesn't keep going. going. It pushes the through least, and stops again. Yeah, it pushes through and then it errors out, and then but it does sometimes yeah. advance um, round. It does, doesn't it? It would have, yeah. Which yeah, like advances around, but it does usually just keep breaking it and restarting. Yeah, but this is back to the how you can end up with random tombstones and whatnot. Well, no, I'm, well, I don't, well, as long as you don't fuck with the state file, shouldn't. That's why. Anyway, I just found it quite interesting that the network was back up so quick on a manual hold height. My guess, my guess is that actually. To your point, it probably didn't halt, right? You probably yeah, had sixty-seven percent that continued forward. It didn't halt, and it was a non-state-breaking change that people randomly updated binaries throughout there. And who knows if even if the state is correct based on the the updated binaries. I mean, I and just I'll, don't understand I'll, why they didn't just do a governance upgrade. Yeah, what was? Do you know what was this like a security thing or something? Why? It why did this even happen? It must have been a security thing, some description. Yeah. Like they didn't re- even really say 
they just said do this up, up, upgrade <laughs> right <laughs> there have been Get a done. couple of late so maybe they realized they were still exposed yeah i mean it was like what 12 hours notice maybe less than I, a day yeah, i missed it i mean i missed it until after the hall tight that's for sure when you got the uh notification notification hey um do you remember i was telling you the other day Serpa, about the that stalling problem with my osmosis rpcs yes and i made a script to just like constantly pull the halt the height and then just restart the system d if it gets stalled oh. out mm-hmm. that does not work so good around epoch <laughs> oh yes yeah. so it wasted it sat at epoch and then you just you just started rebooting it yeah, and then started. it keeps trying to do the epoch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was another 4 a.m. wake up this morning. <laughs> um, That's pretty funny. Yeah, but it it's uh, it was a simple change, like in the in the part of the statement that actually does the restart. So now it polls on one minute, but if it does a restart, it just waits five minutes before it polls again. So That's cool. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't put any error handling in that at all. It's like the dirtiest script, but it works sort of. So that's that's fun. Um, crypto prices are crazy today. It was oh like man, down, it? it was down well, 10% yesterday earlier. Like yesterday, you were messaging me. Party's uh, over. Party's <laughs> over. Everything's done. Everything's like red. It's like, all going oh. down. Yeah, today but, things are bouncing back a little bit. Yeah, well, it's that they're bang up that twenty percent, right? Um, is say performing all right? Is it? Says at uh, sixteen cents again. Oh baby, yeah. I mean, it was it's it up was it's up twenty five percent this week. DYDX is pushing four dollars, which is pretty crazy. Since so the word on the street is people think that that's because of validators buying. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's small numbers, right? Overall, yeah. I mean, this it's not like the, it's in the context might, of the liquidity of like DYDX yeah. token, less than a million dollars, right? Easily, so. Yeah. So you're not like really pushing anything related to and that over, market cap is huge over several weeks as well. Yeah, yeah, um, but it is like it's a it's a pretty nice drive of the price. L- like I told you guys before, if all of the trading action was on V4, my estimate is about six bucks a token is what it's worth. But no financial advice. We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna remind you of that every time. <laughs> but it's uh it's nice that you know us degenning to get into the uh validator set has like been a reasonable investment thus far yeah which is which is actually one of the reasons that i did it is is because i, I you know obviously just a little bit less risk with a with a somewhat stable token that i didn't think we actually would even have this much price movement like i, I didn't really i wasn't expecting anything to grow here i just wasn't i was just hoping it wasn't going to turn into four cents you know yeah, I wouldn't have expected like more than, you know, twenty percent price action. Yeah. Well there's a, I mean there's a lot over the over the osmosis is up thirty percent this week. Stargate's fifty percent, which is whatever, small numbers, but whatever. Star uh maybe, say is up twenty five percent. Maybe there's more people than we know watch this podcast and like everyone's buying could on be. my valuation. It could be that's <laughs> exactly what it is. That's what it is. I'm sure that's what it is, yeah. Gosney also says apparently Circle Ventures invested in Say. We did see that as well. That there was some sort of announcement from the Say team that Circle made an investment. We were trying to find some news or information from Circle related to that, or any more details on what that is. But we didn't really see much run. There was certainly a one-liner from the Say Twitter <laughs> account. <laughs> that's right, with a with a cool graphic. 
So they switched yeah, spent some the, time in the graphic. Yeah, it was like the circle yeah. balls and everything. Yeah. The hell. Uh, it was, it was nice. Investment, investment was more than the graphic cost. I know that. Yeah, well, I must well, maybe they just got someone really good at graphics so you can just they bang that out in two minutes. I don't <laughs> I don't even know how you'd make that. Uh what about some news? Have we covered any of the news with our rambling? Uh oh, DYDX enables trading. Uh are we rich with that sweet, sweet centralized USDC yet? So funny funny about that. The trading has commenced on the DYDX. You heard it here last, folks. Trading has commenced on DYDX. Uh, I believe the grand total of um, volume today is $20, last I checked. Is that your $20? Yeah, it wasn't mine. Yesterday, it was uh, it was like 25 grand yesterday or something like that. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's brand new. It's fresh. People still haven't really bridged that much across in the big scheme of things. You also can't think, use it in the US. Yeah, no US, right? You can't do it in V3 either, right? It's I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't use V3 yeah. in the US. No, I, I think you can. I, I went and checked. I went to check. I, I swear I tried it a, a while ago, but it didn't work. But I, it might be a while ago. So when DYDX was telling us to run nodes around the Asia region because that's where the customers are, mm-hmm. I was skeptical. I was like, really? Uh, and, you know, didn't quite believe that. However, um, that appears to be where the customers are looking at the traffic status. Lots of Singapore, Japan uh, yeah. type areas. So That's pretty common in Say, too. Like, we saw that. I think we talked about that before on a previous show in Say Launch, too, that, that we were ex- surprised about the amount of, like, traffic coming out of Asia Pacific. So. So like, that's moved a little bit for us. It's like now it's like balanced out a little bit more, but but it was definitely very Asia focused. The um the traffic is definitely increasing on um DYDX. So yeah. and that's a good sign. People are coming over. Um but yeah, if I'm looking at like country, there are still like US like the US has still got traffic, so I don't know. It is very little though, like in the last 24 hours, is like it doesn't even show on the country's list. It's that that little. But yeah, yeah I mean, Singapore, it's, it's France, the UI. Japan, Hong Kong. I, I'm suspect that the France traffic is uh, bots. Um, and some and some of that stuff in the US might be. We've had this. I've seen this before too, where it's like, I don't, is Canada's probably not blocked, right? From from DYDX, I don't know if it is or not, or Mexico. I don't but know. We've seen like it's, I'm not seeing much traffic from it though. So like Japan, Hong Kong, South Korea, Australia, Russia. We have seen like uh, even though residents are in those countries that they hit uh, either Cloudflare endpoints or Edge endpoints that might sit in the U.S. and so sometimes I get registered there even though their IP is coming from another country. So oh, all right, you might you might get some of that type yeah. of stuff too, uh, which shows up in the stats from Cloudflare coming from countries that are just nearby where the actual user is, not necessarily where they're in. Yeah, but it's good. I'm glad. I'm glad it's growing. Um, I mean, I think. Oh, I think everybody. Everybody who's a validator or involved in DYDX, I think, at least on the Cosmos side, wants feed four to grow quickly, right? And, and you want users to migrate and you want them to take advantage of the lower costs and you want them to move cash over and bring more stability to this validator set, especially around validator number 45. Um, and uh, <laughs> oh, number man, 45 is it, it on is... the list, number one in your hearts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
it, it is like it's tough out there, man. Is yeah the the yeah. I mean, there are whales coming in and just starting their own validators as well. Sure. Um, yeah. I think we talked about before, right? I, I think you're going to get Ethereum validators showing up. You're going to get massive whales and DYDX holders. You're going to get, it's so easy to join this. It's not like Ethereum, right? It's so easy to join this set. And if you're holding a half a million DYDX, right, right. Like that's why I said, like this validator set, I think is going to change significantly. I have to wonder though, like if you're a whale, is it really worth the hassle 5%. and the like sleepless nights to run your own shit? Like, even if you're paying someone to do it, like, is it really worth it? Just for 5% well, or something? The There's no tombstoning, maybe, yes. I don't think, yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like, that's what we had this, we talked about this before in some other chain, right? Where people didn't understand, like, the slashing piece. Like, 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 people were just standing up nodes and they didn't realize they can get slashed or get tombstoned or anything else. But don't, didn't DYDX get rid of that? So, DYDX is reasonably safe food because there is no slashing amount yet. Um, it's slashing zero, but, I, in testnet, the double sign was turned off. I'm not sure if it's turned off on mainnet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't even know you could turn it off. It, it is, is turned off? Yes, it is turned off. Oh, so oh, like... So don't anybody need to use Horcrux. Yeah, what the fuck? You just fucking YOLO at it and gives a shit, right? Secure as fuck. There you go. <laughs> Seriously. Can't like, even, who gives a shit? Can't, it's even, just, can't even double the sign. Can't even submit it. Put yeah, on yeah. a raspberry pie and fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> you can miss all the blocks you want. Mail your Raspberry Pi to Japan. Some of these big, <laughs> some of these big, whole, like the the blocks misses on DYDX is pretty brutal on a lot of these upper nodes, like seventy two percent active and things like that. There's some shit numbers in there. Yeah, it's the 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 uptime has been a little bit weird. Like, I think the network center of mass is getting dragged around when yeah, like big big delegations come and drop in. All right, so. Yeah, we've actually oh, held look. pretty, we've held pretty decent uptime, even though I mean, we're in Singapore, um, but um, it seems like the mass is being dragged towards, take a guess, Finland and West Germany. Um, I wonder why that could be. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe $100 a month, 7950s. Um, but yeah, but we've still held pretty decent signature, like pretty decent signing. But um, but yeah, like some of these numbers are pretty, pretty poor on some of these groups. Pretty well. I think the best uh, the best uptime I was seeing was from um, Crow's Nest, right? And they just got bumped out. Yeah, Ouch. someone redelegated redelegated off them, and they they actually had the best uptime. Who did they say they the someone redelegated to? Is someone dumb? I can't remember. Someone dumb. I think it was that Firefly guy, the dry Firefly or whatever it's called. That's oh, really? One, right? Who's already got like all the fucking stake anyway? That's number yeah. one, right? That, that yeah. that's a. I mean, that's clearly a symbol, right? There's three or four that are very similarly named with like three words and no. I don't think so. They probably know each other, but I don't think it's a symbol. They um, like I was I was talking to some guys about it yesterday, and apparently they do know who the number one is. They know those operators. Yeah, they know. Who All right, that's good. Is. Yeah, that's good. I mean, um, that's very hearsay and conjecture, but it is. I mean, they're all kind of similar nature yeah. and structure, and I don't know. It seems a little shady, but yeah. whatever. DPOS, Yeah, man. I guess they don't want to be, like, identifiable as someone if, I don't know, like their shit or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> Who does? 
<laughs> Who does? Like, you know, we we have that's our we use our brand, right? We're like, look at us, this is us here. It's is our brand. We're not shit. And then like, I guess if you're just running one network, like maybe it doesn't matter. They're just like, yeah, who gives a shit? You know, we've got shit loads of token. We're going to go to the top anyway. So who, get, who cares? Right. If and there's other no people s- delegate with us. Cool. And there's no, there's no penalty for shit performance. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you build a system with loads of economic incentives to cover particular edge cases. And then you just take all of those away without replacing them with anything. And uh, there are, you know, consequences, side effects. Yeah. I was, this kind of we, this is not on the news list, but we were talking. Uh, there's a friend of the show and validator Whispernode um, that we were talking about this. I think related to uh, Brendan put up a Twitter post, which I'll put in the show notes. And I think Schultz, you replied this on this as well. Um, and it was related to DYDX and just Brendan's uh, Whispernode's comment was that they did not give out large foundation delegations to validators and thus create a frenzy of competition to remain in the set. It's led to personally funneling operations by buying large amounts of DYDX without rewards at launch um, and little sell pressure. This seems to create high demand for DYDX leading to an increase in price as teams scramble to buy more. I think we said that we don't think this is validator focused. I think this is just the, the larger uh, marketing related to moving from V3 to V4, I think would create buy-in, right? Um, and then valid- validator teams are getting kicked out of the set and frantically trying to Find ways to remain active. I got several DMs from teams looking to form partnerships, aka to delegate from their validators to keep them active. Everyone's be able to have the cloud for their brand, which I agree with. How I do you feel this is good for centralization? It wouldn't. Like what? What? I I don't understand what they mean by partnership. Well, like, also, let's partner. You delegate to us, and, and yeah, what? And also, what I, the fuck? Like from a legal perspective, from an accounting perspective, like there's a whole bunch of unknowns there. I mean, literally, what you would do is, I mean, the only, the only thing I understood that to be would be. Hey, we have twenty thousand DYDX. We're gonna. We can't be in the set. I'm gonna delegate null to you, but I want that. I want that number, and I want that commission back. That's basically what the email said. That's so really what it would be, well. right? Like oh, it yeah. would be. Who, who did, did you get the same thing, Schultzy? Uh, yeah. Let me go find. Oh, it. and they just said that they will give you your commission. Yay! In or so vice, many words, yeah. It was by yeah. Futura Meridian. Um. I've had I've had those like in osmosis and early days and those types of things like hey, you know I have this this will help you but I want you know and even it's five percent like who gives a shit like it's fucking small numbers like it's such a pain in the ass and who's like doing the if, math on that? If I've failed my attempt to get in the the set and the and the fucking and the price is high, I'm selling. I'm not <laughs> delegating yeah. to someone else. Like you know you shot you shoot you shot and if it don't work out well. I mean, yeah. that's a serious, you have to seriously consider whether you're going to still hang around with, with that investment. Anyway, I, I mean, this this idea um, and this comment, I, I honestly just don't think teams- They're literally just fishing for delegations to try and stay in, so. Yeah, no, that's not, not whisper. You, no, 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 I mean, the, whoever these people are. Oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, yeah, they're trying to find ways to whatever, right? Like- work together or find some way, but it's really not. And honestly, I, I think this idea is sustainable either. Like, no. like it's like you take a, you, it's like a kind of, um, you know, when you're trying to buy something on eBay and people bid it up over the price of the thing new, because they all get carried away and you're like, the fuck have you done? That's so dumb. I think it's kind of a little bit like that frenzy. Like we had a little bit of that app chain winter with people competing to stay in the set like the floor's lava and all that, but uh, yeah. it, it, 
it, it seems to be a weird, it seems to me to be a weird thing to do in the current market because we just don't know what will have momentum coming out of uh coming out of whenever this bear begins to wind down and also like <clears throat> i think the narrative of a lot of this stuff is like it's essentially get rich quick let's not like fucking sugarcoat it i don't think most people give two fucks about DeFi, other than you juggle some coins around in a tin and you get more coins out you can sell them like that's the utility right most people don't give a fuck about derivatives and it's not real demand right mm-hmm. so there i think there's like a big question there about um i wrote in the in the show notes real trends versus fake trends because i was re-watching the sam altman um you know good startups uh youtube video and i was like i was like yeah i think the real trends versus fake trends thing is so pertinent for for this space where you're like the example he gives in his talk is iphone iphone jumps on top of trends that were in flight right and it it then launches an ecosystem of things like apps and you know all these things that you can do via compute in your pocket whereas like ar and vr have been very very slow to take off because there's a lot of interest in the industry but there's not a lot of interest from consumers because what people are actually trying to do with them is like totally different like in terms of level of essentialness to their day-to-day life and that's like a lot of these chains to be honest right um especially the DeFi ones. So I, also, oh. I mean, I mean, to Brendan's point here, I also think that at fundamental, fundamentally teams don't give a shit on who validates for them. Um, I think there's not much loyalty associated with this stuff, which I think is fine. Like, I think it's their prerogative to be able to do that. This is a, a, it's a vendor client relationship, but even in that perspective, they're not even vendors that you're courting and doing those types of things away from like, other types of services like you're doing private RPC, you're doing XYZ, like that's a more personal relationship. You're like, you're doing something so you want to support that. So I think if it, you're a general validator, which a lot of us are, in, the, in some of those types of situations, they don't care. Like they don't care. And there's not much loyalty to that because their, loyal, their loyalty goes to end users, their loyalty goes to investors. There, there's a long list of loyalty. And and that idea that you provided some certain infrastructure and you know helped out in some sort of testing type of thing is pretty low on that list. Um, and then you can look at the delegator side. The delegator side is very similar where like there might, there's some good brand, clearly there's good brand recognition and, 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 um, and delegates that are loyalty to specific brands. If they're on those chains, I think they'll probably use them or like mix them into a, into that thing. But like, I mean, look at the set here. I mean, you have like, you have massive, you know, large scale validators, um, that maybe those are community delegates or maybe those are just all internal tokens, but you have the figments of the world and those types of things that regardless of where, where they end up, they're going to have a, a, a significant amount of delegates associated to that. So like, I, I understand Brendan's point here. I also think that like, you're just shouting into the wind. Like, I, I don't know who's coming to this. There's nobody coming to this rescue, right? Like those teams, well, also, like, don't I don't care. Well, but also I don't think, I think that for the, for the whole party to actually work, I think the validators need to be fungible. Like they really shouldn't be any favorites because, you know, if you've got uptime, if you've got if you're all your metrics look the same as the next company, you should be exchangeable with one another. That's like the basis of decentralization. And I think what sticks in the craw about the bigger validators um that are backed by VCs or whatever is that they are the least fungible. They are not fungible. 
and it it is one of those things like foundation unlocks like fuckaroo inflation you know ponzinomics and whatnot that kind of is a little bit emperor's new clothes about you know like you can say whatever you want about how you're revolutioning revolutionizing finance and this and that for the people or whatever but it's just shit tier populism like the technical implementation speaks volumes as does who is actually um you know a top a, a top validator on that chain and that shows you whether or not it's theater i suppose um, i should say as well like rama's just jumped in the chat it's like frey is sick frey is very sick um and that's that's why uh this is like i think i sound even more negative than usual just because i am so fucking croaky but uh, <laughs> you definitely it, don't stand as regal with this fucking well, nasal like on, stuffed on a, up on, on a related note i actually genuinely is so exhausted i'm going to fall asleep in my chair so i am going to peace out and catch you lads later but uh i literally cannot cannot stay awake for another 10 minutes i'm gonna you go. can stay away for 10 minutes I'm gonna go balloons baby see you dr frey <laughs> <The balloons. laughs> i don't think it does anything if you flip me off sir uh, i'm trying it doesn't go. work i think i have to look at the camera right is that how it, no it doesn't work no nah, it doesn't work Fucking it hell. is a macbook thing too by the way it's not it's a macbook it's a mac thing, thing. Is it's it a mac really? thing yeah wow. oh it's a mac thing yeah I'm a genius. You're fucking one because you'll never see me again. He's gone. <laughs> wow, perfect. <laughs> that was that was perfect. Oh um, man. To to the comments, uh, Ryan ha- <laughs> Funky, you prick. Uh, why did you Kajira node get slash null? I lost point zero, probably zero to Kujira. Damn it. Uh yeah, I got. Look, I'm not afraid to say I I I fucked up there because I calculated the amount of um, signatures we could miss wrong. So, as a uh, validator with a lot of workload, sometimes you need to prioritize the things in your workload. And I had a customer <laughs> who was having a lot of we were having a lot of problems with um, you know an RPC service. And with their customers using that service, we prioritized trying to work with them to find the problems and fix that service, um, which was not us, by the way. It's it's a protocol level thing. But we were concentrating on that. And I knew that we were having um, missed signatures for the, for the Oracle on Kujira, but... I also thought that we could miss something like 270,000 of them. <laughs> um, however, it was more like 20,000. So uh, my bad. Um, now I know I've fixed my monitoring to calculate this, the missed slash percentage, uh, sorry, the missed fraction percentage um, accurately now. So lesson learned. Uh, and yeah, it's going to cost me probably $100 to reimburse everybody. So that was what? That was... Uh- there you go. Hey, <laughs> that was uh, uh, that was Oracle signing. Is that what that was? Yeah, it was the Oracle. So the way my monitoring works is um, for Oracles, I pull the slash window, and I thought that the slash window was like the, and it makes more sense now that I have been slashed and are going back and thinking about it. I didn't realize there was like another parameter of um, like. You have to make a signature every so many blocks. It's fourteen for Kajira, or yeah. you know, 
out of that 274 blocks there are, you know, divide that by 14, 274,000, divide that by 14, that's the amount of blocks, signatures there are in that time. So when I was looking at my missed signatures of like, you know, 15,000, I was like, well, I've got a month before I'm actually going to get slashed. But, you know, it was actually 15,000 of like 19,500. So then then... We were working on this other problem for days um, and I was missing all my sleep for days and then, yeah, got slashed. And I was like, had to investigate it further then um, to figure out why and that's that's why. So There was a bunch – I think I saw there was a bunch of – it's a pretty tight slashing window on that, it seems like, for the for the Pego or whatever that – No, no, not injective. Right? So this is Kujira we're talking about. Oh, okay. Injective is fucking expensive if you get slashed. Do not it's get brutal. slashed. Yeah. Same thing though, right? Like, well, maybe not the same windows, but but that's all Oracle slashing, right? That you guys are worried about with Pego or whatever the so hell that Pego is. is actually an orchestrator for a bridge. It's not an mm. Oracle. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so Pego is really like finicky. Um, and if you don't have your monitoring dialed, you're fucked. So Is that, is that bridges to like... L2s and L1s and in other ecosystems that you're somehow Ethereum from Ethereum basically. Oh, it's all um, it's all Ethereum. Yeah. So the 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 daemon though, like the Pego daemon, it it like it it just stalls a lot. Um, hmm. So if you like restart your node that it's attached to, like sometimes it'll stall, sometimes it won't. If the network has a problem, it'll like stall out after some retries. Um, if there's like any number of things where there's like a disconnection between it and other processes, yeah, it'll 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 break. Mm. And so then you start missing um, announce rounds. Like you you're missing um, announce. Like what do they call it? Um, sure. Too. There's like Valset announce and nonces. Yeah, nonces. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's not nons- nonsense that you have to uh so there's a network one and then there's one like your own validator one if you're not caught up if there's a lag between them like yeah you're you're marching towards the slashing so the way our we we don't all those announces and stuff like for the val set and that we don't monitor we only monitor our announce and the network announce and if they have a lag more than five um we get a very alert very very persistent alert you get (laughs) oh shit well, it's on a different um, – so our our Pego alert is actually on a different channel in um, PagerDuty than everything else, and it yeah. is persistent. It, like, it'll it'll send you the message in the app, and then it'll text, it'll call. It'll somebody, comes your, somebody comes to your house and shit. I mean, that, that is our highest risk uh, element of our entire operation at the moment is a slashing from injective. It, and it's yeah. amazing that that's tied to a service that is, is unstable, but not of your doing. Oh yeah. yeah we I have mean, it on consistent restarts just so that if it does stop, then it'll just take <laughs> itself back on at some point. Right. Rather just well, restart every hour than restart? to fuck with it. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like why, like why fuck with it? Right. Just restart every hour. Who gives a shit? Like you'd rather, rather yeah. do more poorly on, on those types of things and then deal with a That's possible slash. Literally exactly it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it totally that makes sense. Right. 
that kind of doesn't fix all of the problems though. Like if you if there's an actual problem with the the RPC that it's attached to or something, then it's not going to fix that. But oh yeah. sure, but, yeah. but but like, it does fix the stalling problem. It doesn't replace <laughs> monitoring. It's a but problem. Yeah. yeah, we ha- we have monitoring as well. But if you restart your node, then you also have to restart Pego with it, right? And if you don't, then Pego starts missing. So if the node happens to restart for whatever reason, like Cosmobyte is like an upgrade, if there's an upgrade that happens, then Pego does not have to restart. You have to do that manually, right? And so if you just have a looping restart, then you just don't have to think about Pego anymore so long as you have that node still operating. (laughs) (laughs) Fair Uh, enough. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. The games we play, baby. So do you have that then on, do you use a uh, system D timer for that or you just got the old uh, cron tab? Uh, I don't remember. It's one of the two. Yeah. Probably Cron, if I had to guess. <laughs> Cron. That's pretty funny. Cron, baby. I try not to use Cron now. I try to use like system D timers and um, dirty, dirty scripts. Uh, you know, I I'm probably about 50-50. Uh, oh, James uh, just corrected me. We are using system D for it, for that. Runtime max. Oh, yeah. Runtime max is a good example. Yeah. So it runs two hours and it automatically kicks it off or whatever. Yeah. That's good. Oh, idea. so so it's not a timer. It's it's just runtime max in your system D. Uh, yeah, same system D management. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I can't keep up. Uh, he's like or or cron job. Now okay, now I'm go look. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting. I uh, just I don't want to keep banging on about um, DYDX, but just some other uh, interesting and funny observations in DYDX. Uh, and other networks as well. This is this is not just the YDX. Well, this particular observation: people who put little messages next to their validator name, right? Uh, so I saw one in here. I, I don't think they're in the active set, but I saw one in here um, that has their validator name, and then they've got, <laughs> and then they've got, um, hundred percent slashing refund. When uh-huh. there's no when there's no slashing, uh-huh. and then they've got um, auto compound when there's no auth z, so that's uh you're you're forgetting one of them. You're forgetting the zero percent commission guy, even though oh, yeah, yeah, the zero percent commission with a minimum five percent five percent commission. It's a fucking, it's a fucking sewer. Like um, that shit, like that mm-hmm. is shit that that is shit that the team should fucking stand up on. Like yeah, but I mean, how how what are you gonna do? Delegations, like like there's those should be like those delegations should come out that that anyway. There's there's lots of ways to be able to do that, right? Like there's even reaching out. There's there's personal communication related to that. Like it's it's dishonest. So either you're gonna support like this is a small validator set. There's only sixty individuals. So either you're gonna protect your delegates or you're gonna sit in your hands and say this is permissionless. Yeah, it's permissionless, but you have fucking power to like fix this problem. And that is being like, you have 60 names in that set. It's being deceivious. If you're going to sit on your hands and do nothing, then like, what the hell is that? You're not even protecting your, you're not protecting people who hold the token. And I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Right. Like, I know that's permissionless, but like you, they do have, there's clearly powers that they haven't been able to do this with that. Really what you're saying is. We need Stride, Stride to come in and save us, is what you're saying. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> what we need is a third-party policing to reduce the 60 down to maybe, how what do we say, 32 validators sound good to you guys? That sounds like a lot to me. <laughs> maybe 16 validators? <laughs> yeah. Let's get down to 16 validators. 
And let's make sure that, that the same eight are in there at least. Well, the top eight across the the whole league. Um another thing that was surprising to me is Stake Cedar is not in the in the active set. They were, right? I, mean, I thought they were pretty high. Up he there. just was. No, he's like what? He was. I thought he, he was like pretty validated. high actually. Well, maybe he's got two. Does he have two? <laughs> I would hope not. Oh, you're just looking at who got kicked out. Are you looking at the at the boot list? I was just looking at the inactive list. Yeah, he's not in the he's not in the active list. That's weird. I, that's weird, right? I thought they worked. They get maybe they get jailed or something. No, they didn't get jailed. No. Hey, we're down one. Uh, we're down forty six. So if you look at if you're going to stake uh, DYDX validators, don't use forty five. That's Luga nodes, which very low respect for. So <laughs> try, try go to one more. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I thought, one more down the list. Go one more down the list. I, yeah, I swear. Oh, a forty one's in this list now too. They're going to move up fast. Yeah. She'll there are, in, that's or, good. Look at 55. 55 also needs a little bit of help. We could use a little bit of love and attention. Oh, you guys are side by side? 55, 56? No, or 46. No. Yeah. Oh, 46. Or 46. Yeah, give, give Schultz the uh, the delegate first. He needs Just to move keep it away from me. a little bit. Yeah, so let's see. Oh, we have uh, Nakamoto of two and what? Four validators own the governance structure and yep. the whole chain. Two of which are unidentified and two of which don't vote. So that's interesting. That's so, great. Uh, <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. That should be if, great. Imagine if they just turned on uh, the Turn um, where the fuck inflation. they want. Yeah. <laughs> where's our where's our where's our Terra.de boys? Why aren't they spamming this shit? They not figure out that DYDX is a cosmos chain yet. Who's Terra.de? The yeah. fucking the fucking spammers that keep putting up bullshit proposals on oh, every goddamn no, Cosmos no, chain. No, the no, hardest no. working team in all the Cosmos. What's the? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that, those guys. I didn't. I didn't I'm, uh, Terra.de. I've never. Whatever looked at it is. Any Terra V2. Terra this. Terra that. Like it's always yeah, Terra something, the, right? The airdrop spam props yeah. with, with the diamond. If I see the diamond, I just know veto it so hard. I don't even look at what's going on. <laughs> if you have an emoji in your props, I veto it's it. A diamond. I don't care not, what it is. <laughs> stay away from the diamond, everybody. I'll tell you why they're not spamming it because the minimum deposit is ten thousand DYDX. Oh, so is it? If you want to lose forty grand real quick, no shit. Uh, is it? Is it ten thousand? Yeah. They don't well, fuck not, around. That doesn't seem very... Uh, They're like, if you're not rich, you can fuck off. That doesn't seem very permissionless to me. It's a bit high, isn't it, for a Cosmos If you don't have a proposal? lazy 40 grand usurper, you can't make a good decision. So <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> uh, I love when everybody argues about what, like, a, I think, what was it, Stargaze or something that, that bumped it up? And it was, it went from like $150 to $500. Everybody freaked out. That was totally non... Like, it wasn't... <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was not... It was. Everybody hates the community and like, you know, bad governance and all this kind of shit. 40,000 is pretty up there. It is. Yeah, it's a long way up there. And Figment's running at 10%. Flashcat at 6%. Look at this shit. Figment not messing around, man. 10%. Yeah, I mean, Figment's like. Fuck yins. Did, did you see their save validators? Their, um, their commission is 33%. What amazing! And they ranked two or three or something. That's amazing. They but they they, they must be investors in these chains, right? I so I asked the team. I said, "What what about this thirty three percent?" And they, I think they are their own tokens. I don't think the team can do fucking anything. They have five hundred thousand tokens in their commission pool right now. Wow. Yeah, they don't they don't pull very often. I saw that too. Are you talking about say or where? 
Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They very rarely, I, I have seen that too, where like they'll have large amounts coming in and then like they'll sit on it um, and not really do anything. So, which is, is always interesting to me. So I don't think they have like a foundation delegation. I think it's all their own customers or whatever. Yeah. But it, I mean, if it's their own customers, like their own VCs, you know, big yeah. institutionals, they are fleecing the fuck out of them. <laughs> I assume that's what this is, right? Like this is like, I know they had like large scale investment coming in. So this must be using VC investment, which I don't know why you would have to be a figment shareholder to be able to do that. Cause you could just take those and stake them yourself, I guess. But I guess well, you need those extra that. fleecing rewards, right? Like you can't just <laughs> lose 33% to anyone. You that's have right. to choose who you lose 33% to. <laughs> that's that, right. that is that's that's right. insane, right? You can't just pick a 5% validator. You have to, purposefully lose 33% and then stake yourself with a 10% validator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then not pull rewards and just let them sit there <laughs> earning nothing. Yeah, let it, just let, let them eat. sit there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering if during the uh, daylight savings, we should change our showtime. We seem to get more, at least two or three more viewers come in later, like an hour later. <laughs> What are you talking about? We're doing pretty well. 10, yeah. It's like, that's what I'm saying. We've got big numbers now that we're like near the this end. Is, this is earlier for Schultz and I. Um, so just want to click through these comments. Oh, no, there's nothing worth talking about. Oh, sorry, commenters. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hammer dropped. Is there anything else in the news you want to talk about before we run out of time? Uh, no. I mean, thank you to those concerned in the uh, comments. Rama, I feel much better this week. <laughs> I was like, yeah, a bit of a fucking turd last week, but uh feel great this week. We should have talked about the uh, Cosmos Hub reducing inflation because that has been an absolute shitstorm. SG1 has gotten a lot of flack because they voted. 